I am, but will not leave me where he finds me. I am not what I can be, but I am not what I used to be. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do, and I can be all that it says I can be. In Jesus' name, and the church said, Amen. Amen. Please remain standing for the reading of God's word. The passage today is taken from the book of Joshua, chapter 4. Beginning with verse 1, the Bible says, And it came to pass, when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying to him, Take for yourselves twelve men from the people, one man from every tribe, and command them, saying, Take for yourselves twelve stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood firm. You shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe. And Joshua said to them, Cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you. When your children ask in time to come, saying, what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it crossed over the Jordan. And here is the emphasis for today. And these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. Let God's people pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today. Your word is life. Your word is truth. God, we ask you to do two things. Anoint our ears to hear today and anoint our hearts to receive what the Spirit of the living God desires to speak into each and every one of our lives today that we will forever be changed by the power and the anointing of your Holy Spirit and by the authority of your great name. And the church said, Amen and amen. Before you see it, turn around and somebody smile at them real big. Show them your teeth. And say, isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord today? Thank you so much for joining us this Memorial Weekend here at ICC. Memorial Day is about remembering. Memorial Day is about taking time to remember what should never be forgotten. And again, that is those who have paid the ultimate price for the gift of freedom that you and I enjoy every day of our lives in this great nation of ours. Do you know it's very human, however, for us to forget? Very human for us to forget. As a matter of fact, it is also very human of us to remember. Here's the problem that we have. Typically, it becomes something that we forget what we should remember, and we remember what we should forget. 
Do you know that is a frailty of our carnality? That is a frailty of our fallen condition. That we forget what we should not forget and we remember what we should not remember. Do you know that our mental, emotional, spiritual, and ultimately our physical health is directly connected with being able to remember what we need to remember and forgetting what we need to forget. Can somebody say amen? amen. Experience teaches us that one's condition, one's health, and every aspect of life is connected with that one simple principle, remembering the right things and forgetting the right things. It seems that with each new adversity that life brings our way and each new confrontation the enemy brings into our lives, we are tempted at least to doubt God's willingness to deliver us. You know, we, we don't necessarily doubt his ability to deliver us, but see, here's the thing. We know ourselves better than anybody else does. We know our frailties. We know our imperfections. We know our character flaws. And quite frankly, we know that we are undeserving of God's help. We're undeserving of God's intervention. So we doubt not God's ability, but we doubt God's will to help us. In other words, our way of thinking is, why would God want to help somebody like me? But I'm here to remind you today through the word of God that God, we serve a God who is not only good as the little prayer that we used to pray as a child goes. God is great, God is good, God is great in power, but I'm here to remind you today that God is also good and that he not only holds the power to minister to the needs of his people, but he has the heart to do so as well. God not only has the power to deliver you, God has the heart to deliver you. I said God not only has the power to heal your body, God has the heart to heal your body. God not only has the power to set you free from the chains of oppression today, God has the heart to set you free. He not only has the power, he has the will and the desire. That, that's where we have a problem believing in God, is that not in his power necessarily, but believing that he is willing to do it. We forget far too easily not only God's ability, but we forget far too easily God's heart to save. Listen to me, church. God has a heart to save today. God has a heart to deliver this morning. And we forget far too easily, quite frankly, what God has already done for us. Is it just me? Or do we have an issue 
That every time we have a mountain in our lives that needs to be moved, or a miracle that needs to be performed, it's almost like we get spiritual amnesia. And we forget about the miracle that we had need of a year ago, or six weeks ago, or six months ago, or what have you. And we forget that God came through for us back then. And sometimes we get spiritual amnesia and we forget all the miracles that the Lord God has already performed in our lives up to this point. I want to ask for a show of hands. How many of you today can raise your hand and say, yes, God has performed a miracle for me at some point in time in my life? Now keep your hands up, keep your hands up. Everybody, I want you to look around. They got hands all in the balcony that you folks down here can't see. I want you to look around. Look at these hands. You know what these hands represent? They represent testimony that we serve a miracle-working God who cares for the needs of his people. Oh, come on, let's give him a hand clap of praise this morning. But this is what we have a tendency to do as human beings. We have a tendency to forget what God has already done in our lives. And then the next giant that comes before us that we're confronted with, or the next mountain, the next sickness, the next disease, whatever the case, the next trial that we're confronted with, it's almost like we're starting all over again. God, I don't know if you can do this. And I, I can just picture God in heaven sitting on his throne, putting his finger to his, his chin, his face, and say, hmm, didn't I just do something like this for you just, just a moment ago? Didn't I just heal? Didn't I just deliver? Didn't I just forgive? You know, the same God that forgave you before is the same God who is willing to forgive you now. I said, God's grace is sufficient. I said, we have a problem, a spiritual bout with amnesia that we have a tendency to forget what God has already Done. That's the reason the title of my message this morning is Remembering the God that does not change. Listen, God does not change. He is the same God that he was back then. And the same God who did it for us then will do it for us once again. Deuteronomy 6 and 12, it was Moses again that gave the final warning to the children of Israel just before they entered in to the promised land, crossing over the Jordan River and entering into the promised land. He said, beware lest you forget the Lord. Beware lest you forget the Lord who brought you up out of the land of Egypt how quickly we have a tendency to forget what God has already done. When the Israelites, for example, entered into the wilderness, fresh out of Egypt, 
They got into the wilderness and they, they ran out of food and they were in the wilderness. You know, there are no McDonald's in the wilderness. There are no red lobsters or, or olive gardens or, or Taco Bell. Oh my. None of those things exist in the wilderness. And the Israelites got out there, a multitude of Israelites got out there somewhere around Exodus chapter 16 and they, they ran out of food. And they're like, what are we going to do now, Moses? You and God, you have led us out into this wilderness. Now we're, we're out of food and now we're all just going to perish. Oh, if we had not left the flesh pots back in Egypt... Oh my, the children of God had already forgotten what God had already done for them. The children of Israel had already forgotten about the plagues that God brought upon Pharaoh and God brought upon the people of Egypt to deliver them from generations of oppression and slavery. The children of God had already forgotten the miraculous hand of God that had miraculously parted the mighty Red Sea and allowed them to cross on dry ground, miraculously delivering them from the hand of Pharaoh and the hand of the Egyptian army. They had forgotten what God had already done in their lives. Speaking of having a bad memory, one guy claimed that his memory was so bad he could hide his own Easter eggs on Easter. Because by the time he got through hiding them, he had already forgotten where he left them. Another older gentleman exclaimed, he said, I'd take more trips down memory lane if I could only remember what road I was supposed to turn off on. We have a tendency to forget what God has already done for us. But this is why God commanded his people from time to time throughout scripture to set up memorials. That's why we celebrate Memorial Day weekend that we will never forget. And folks, we should never forget the price, the ultimate price that so many tens of thousands of men and women gave that you and I might enjoy the political freedom that we enjoy today. There are memorials established throughout the word of God because of our tendency to forget. It was at the bottom of Mount Sinai that Moses built the first altar of stones to memorialize Israel's covenant with the Lord in Exodus chapter 19. God had them set up stones that they will never forget their covenant with the Lord. Now it's important to understand that Israel was on a journey to the promised land. It was a physical journey, yes, but it was also a spiritual journey, much like the spiritual journey of faith that you and I are on today. It took Israel 40 years, 40 years of learning to trust the Lord and get them this far that they finally arrived at the place that they were ready to enter into the promises of God. Now, here in Joshua chapter 4, 40 years later, we see God commanding his people to build yet another memorial. 
Just as the Red Sea crossing, God parts the waters of the Jordan River for the Israelites and they cross over on dry ground into the land of promise. However, there were a couple of differences between the Red Sea crossing and the Jordan River crossing. The first difference was this. Here Joshua was Moses' successor in leading the children of Israel into Canaan. The crossing of the Jordan River was the first significant test of his spiritual leadership, Joshua's spiritual leadership. God had done it for Moses, but the question was, would God do it for Joshua? Secondly, this was a new generation of Israelites, a new group of God's people. They were facing a significant test of their own for the first time. They were facing the challenge of obeying God. Up until then, their mothers and fathers had made those decisions for them. But now, in this new generation... It was up to them to decide whether they were going to trust God to open the waters of the Jordan just as he opened the waters of the Red Sea for mom and dad before. You see, this crossing was just as significant and just as necessary as the Red Sea crossing had been for the previous generations. But with every new generation that comes along, there is always going to be that test of faith, that deciding factor, that moment in time where we're all going to have to decide who we are going to serve this day. Are we going to follow God as our mother and father did, or are we going to follow our own way? There's going to come a point in time that each generation has got to decide if we're going to remember the God of heaven that does not change. The God of heaven who performed miracles is still a miracle-working God today. Somebody help me preach this morning. I said the God who has the ability and the will to heal is still in the healing business this morning. Can somebody say amen to God's healing power this morning? I said God is still the same. He's still right where he's always been. The question is where are we today? This crossing was just as significant and just as necessary as the Red Sea crossing because remember it wasn't just a physical journey Israel was on. They were on a spiritual journey, a faith journey. You see, it is not good for us to stay where we are in our spiritual walk with God. You see, God wants us to press deeper into the things of his glory. I said, God wants us to press deeper into the things of God. He doesn't want us to stand still in our spiritual walk of faith. We're on a spiritual journey today. Let us never stop learning. Let us never stop growing. Let us never stop believing in the mighty hand and the mighty works of Almighty God. Somebody giving praise in the house this morning. 
But according to Joshua 3 and 12, 12 men were chosen earlier, and they were to go back after the Israelites had crossed over on dry land, crossing of the Jordan River, and they were to go back where the priests were standing in the middle of the Jordan River while carrying the Ark of the Covenant, and they were instructed to take up 12 stones. 12 stones from the midst of the Jordan River. That was very significant. And they brought those 12 stones out of the River Jordan. And those 12 stones were set up together to stand as a memorial of what God had done for Israel. This is the reason for a memorial. Number one is this, a time of remembering what God had already done for his people. Again, we have a tendency to forget. I heard somebody say this. They said, my brain is like the Bermuda Triangle. Information goes in, and then it's never seen again. <laughs> How many can relate with me about that this morning? But these memorial stones were to be a reminder to Israel about their own personal experience with the God of heaven. I said there comes a time when every person can no longer rely on mom and dad's experience with the Lord. There comes a time when every individual can no longer lean solely on what God did for somebody else. There comes a time when we have got to have the faith in our own heart, for our own selves, to dare to believe that the same God who did it for mama and the same God who did it for daddy is the same God who's going to do it for me. Can somebody say amen? I'd say we need to remember today the God that does not change. He is the same miracle-working God that he was back then. That tells me that the same God who parted the mighty Red Sea is the same God today who is willing to part any spiritual sea that you may have before you this morning. The same God who shook the mountains as we've been talking about over the last couple of Sundays with Pentecostal power is the same God who will shake the mountains for you and me still today. If we will simply believe, we need to tell our story to somebody. Look at somebody this morning and say, you need to tell your story. Look at somebody and tell them, hey, we need to tell our story. Somebody needs to hear our story. What's our story? Our story is our personal experience with the miraculous hand of Almighty God. I've got news for you. You've come far too late to tell this guy right here that God isn't a miracle-working God. I have experienced his miracle-working power for myself. You've come far too late to tell this preacher that God isn't a supernatural God. I have experienced his supernatural power in my own life, in my own experience, in my own situation. How many can identify with what this preacher is preaching right now? I said we need to tell our story. 
Don't be silent about it. Tell your story to somebody and be, and be a witness that we serve a God who does not change. These stones were first to be a reminder to Israel of their own personal experience with God, what they saw, what they heard, how they felt when God revealed his power and glory before them. Every time this generation would look at that pile of rocks taken out of the Jordan River, they would be reminded, oh, everything's going to be all right. Oh, life gets tough. Life gets hard. Life is full of challenges, but that's all right. Because every time I look at that pile of rocks, I'm reminded I serve a God that is able. I serve a mountain-moving God. I, I serve a, a river-parting God. I serve a God that is able to do exceedingly abundantly and bring about all good things for my life. And I serve a God who does not change. The Bible tells us that we are made overcomers by what? By the word of our testimony. We need to establish monuments, memorials in our lives, memorials in our lives that serve as a testimony, as a reminder to us. But do you understand why God had this generation set up that stack of rocks from out of the Jordan River? They were not only to remind that generation, but they were to remind the coming generations. That's what, that's what he said. That's what he said in the text. He said, when your children ask you, hey, what is this monument about? What is this memorial for? That, that is your open door, mom and dad. That's your given opportunity to say, well, sit down here, junior. Sit down for a few minutes and let me tell you about the God of heaven. Let me tell you what the God of heaven has done for your dad. Let me tell you what the God of heaven has done for your mom. And let me tell you that the same God who did it for me will be the same God who's going to do it for you too. My life has been touched by God's presence. I know Jesus is real today because I have tasted his goodness in my own life. Let me stay right now. Without a shadow of a doubt, I was a rank sinner, lost on my way to a devil's hell until Jesus showed up in my life one day and let me taste of his grace and of his life-changing power in my own life. I am a living, breathing witness that the God that I serve is a life-changing God. And if he would do it for me, guess what? <laughs> guess what? He'll do it for you too. Those watching by home, he'll do it for you too. How many knows today that God is no respecter of person this morning? If he'll do it for me, I said he'll do it for you. Because we serve a God that does not change. You know why God doesn't change? Because he doesn't have to change. He doesn't need to change. Now me, I need to change. 
I'm always needing to grow. I'm always needing to change. I'm, I'm always needed to develop. And I'm always needing God to, to make me more like Jesus. How many wants to be more like Jesus this morning? We well should be. I don't want to be today where I was 10 years ago in my spiritual walk with the Lord. God's got better things than that for me. God's got greater things than that for me. Look, about, look at somebody and tell them God's got better things for you. But they were meant to serve as a testimony to the coming generations that we serve a God of heaven who is a miracle-working God. Because reality is, folks, life, as we've already said, life is tough. Life is painful. Life is difficult. And I'm not saying that to bring anybody down. I'm just, those are really rhetorical statements because we already know that. You don't have to be far along in this life to know that it can be treacherous in this world that we are living in. Relentless merciless but today we can still shout today we can still jump today we can still dance today we can still celebrate today we can still rejoice why because the same God who did it for me back then will be the same God who will do it for me today and the day after that and the day after that and the day after that because we have a God who does not change. Blessed be his holy name. Blessed be. Do you feel what I feel here in this place? Can we just lift holy hands this morning and love on Jesus for a couple of moments? here? Hallelujah. We serve a God who does not change. So this is the question as Pastor Steve comes around and starts to play softly on the keyboard this morning before we pray. What kind of memorials have we set up? Now I know you got to be careful with this. And there, there's a dark side to memorials. I, I feel led to share this before we pray, there's a dark side to memorials. The dark side is those memorials that were set up to remind us of the power of God can cause us to exchange the glory of the living God in heaven for the dead memory of what God did for us in the past. That's where we have to be careful when it comes to memorials. Don't let the memorial become, turn you into a monument. Don't let the memorial that we need to have, they're important, but don't let those memorials that serve to remind us what God has already done Turn us into a people who is content. Oh my. Who is content. Who is satisfied with what God has already done. 
No matter what God has already done for you, no matter what miracles he's already done. <laughs> How many knows this morning that God never runs out of miracles? How many knows that God never runs out of grace? How many know that God never runs out of power? That God never runs out of glory? God. I said God. The God that we serve is a God that doesn't change because God is perfect and he has no need of change. But the same God who did it for us is ready and willing to do it again. And you know what God's desire for your life and my life is today? His desire is don't settle for what I've already done because there's a whole lot better where that came from. Be hungry. Be thirsty. Have an unfailing desire for God to do it again in our lives. Will you please stand as we get ready to pray? Today I want us to remember the families who have loved ones who paid the ultimate price for our nation this Memorial Weekend Sunday. I felt led today, I felt prompted of the Holy Spirit for us to pray over them today. Can we do that before we do anything else today? And this, this is a prayer service. I turn this entire sanctuary into an altar today. Can we join together? And I want you to help me pray. Help your pastor pray. And I want us to pray for the families. Pray for the spouses. Pray for the loved ones. Of the loved ones who gave the ultimate price for the sake of the freedom of our country. Will you join me in prayer right now? Pray with me in concert prayer today. Heavenly Father, God, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus. And we're asking you, God. God, thank you for those who paid this ultimate price. God, how can we possibly, how could we ever say thank you enough? We can never have enough memorial weekends to say thank you adequately, but oh God, what we do have, we give to them, and that is our undying grat gratitude our undying appreciation for the ultimate sacrifices these families have made for us. We pray, God, we pray for the spouse whose husband or wife died for our country. We pray for them today because they go home and their spouse is not there anymore. The holiday seasons that come and go, that they celebrate that their spouse is no longer present because they gave their very life for our nation. God, we pray for them today. God, we pray your blessings be upon them. God, we pray your favor be poured out on them today and we pray that you will bless them and we pray that you will bless them indeed, oh God, this morning. And we hold them up to you in prayer and we pray that our prayers will be felt in their lives.
that they will know that we are grateful, that they will know that we are thankful, God, for the price that they paid for our country. And God, today we pray, Lord, not only for that, but we pray, let us never lose our gratitude for the price that was paid for us to enjoy the freedoms of our nation. But not only that, but let us never fail to be thankful for what, oh God, you have already done for us. God, thank you, God, for the miracles that you've already performed in our lives. Thank you, God, for your grace, for your amazing grace that you have already shared with me and already given to me. Though that my sins were many and though I am unworthy of anything good that you have ever given to me, God, thank you for what you have already done for me because, God, it's just simple. If you never answer another prayer, if you never perform another miracle, if you never forgive another sin, I would still owe you more, Lord God, than I could ever repay. How many can say amen to that this morning? You've already done far more than I could ever say thank you for doing for my life. But Lord God, I know you better than that. I know that you are the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And the same God who did it for me yesterday is the same God. I said you're the same God. I said you're the same God today who is willing and able to do it for me again. And God, I'm asking you right now with hands lifted up high in the air, with outstretched arms and open hearts, oh God, I pray. Do it again, God. Will you pray that prayer with me right now? Say it out loud. Let me hear you say it out loud this morning. Do it again, God. Do it again, God. Do it again, Lord, in my life. Do it again, God, for my family. Do it again, God, for my marriage. Do it again, God, for my children. I am standing in the need of prayer today and I know that the same God who did it for me yesterday is the same God who's going to do it again for me today. Hallelujah to the living God. Somebody give God praise in this place this morning. Lift up your voices. Lift up your voices. Go ahead and sing God. Hallelujah. Come on, let's praise him right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah to the living God. Hallelujah to the living God. Hallelujah. Sing that song. God is faithful. God is great. God is true. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God.
somebody rejoice in the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. How many believe that today? How many believe we serve a God who is unchanging? He's still a miracle-working God. I said He's still a miracle-working God this morning. Hallelujah to the living God. One more time, put your hands together and give Jesus Christ a hand clap of praise. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Stretch your hands toward heaven this morning. We're going to pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for reminding us once again that you still sit on your throne, that you are still able, that your grace is still sufficient, and that you are a God that does not change. God, continue to lead us in our lives that we will never stop growing, that we will never stop maturing. And God forbid for us to ever stop believing in the God of heaven and your miracle working power in and through our lives. And let our children and our children's children see and know that the God that mom and dad serves is alive and alive forevermore. And he will not change. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and the church said, Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for being with us today. Happy Memorial Day to everybody. We love you so very much. And you are dismissed. God bless you.